get in the game. CBD has taken the world by storm. A lot of you probably know about CBD by now. And a lot of you probably have a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. I, I know I get a lot of questions about concerns um, and confusion surrounding this topic. And today's guest is Dr. Winnie Monaco. And she hails from the great state of California. California, we still live in California. Um, and she's going to talk to us today about the things surrounding CBD and her product line, uh, which is a pretty extensive CD, CBD product line. Um, so happy to have her on today's show. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about background, you know, how, one, how you got into the healthcare field and chiropractic in general and all that kind of stuff. Tell, tell us your so story. So my story is when I was in, I was raised by um, a hippie. I'll, pre I'll preface everything with that. My mom, my mom had me <laughs> yeah. at home. She raised me um, vegetarian. Um, she was, she was super okay. progressive. She felt like, I mean, she really would put weird stuff in my lunch. It was pretty much like whatever the, the fruit or vegetable looked like in the ground, she thought you should just eat it that way. Yeah. So, um, so I feel really fortunate that I was exposed to. Well, yeah, that's, that's better than I guess what the standard kid is being raised sure. on today, Looking right? back, you know, I just <laughs> yeah. thought it was so bizarre and now I'm so grateful that my palate developed yeah. without like a ton of salt, mm. without a ton of, you know, she didn't use butter, um, spike. That's, that was the big thing. That was, that was the only seasoning I remember in my life. So when I was in second grade, I actually had a, um, a probably born with like a PARS defect, but when I, I was doing PE okay. and at that time, um, the PE teacher was just kind of an aggressive person and I did feel some back pain that got pretty severe, but it was like, you finished mm. the exercise and I wound up with a, a fracture. So I wound up with a fracture on the field. And luckily my oh, best wow. friend, um, at the time, her father was the chiropractor. So they called my mother immediately because I had, you know, collapsed on the field and she came and, you know, just threw me in the back of her VW bug and raised me over to Dr. Yarwood who um, took x-rays. He was actually right over in Costa Mesa off of Broadway. You probably know that area. Um, Broad Broadway chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still there. Um, yeah. And yeah. I have a, okay. about a grade one from that incident, a grade one spondylolisthesis. Um, so that was my introduction. It didn't seem weird to me to go to a, a back doctor for a back injury. And I, he yeah. wore a white coat, he had a stethoscope, like, you know, it just seemed perfectly normal. I didn't consider it alternative in any way. I mean, I had a dentist, I had, you know, a back doctor, it just you yeah. know, all made sense to me. So he really was my introduction into being worked on that way. And also he did a ton of mm. rehab back then. The the consensus was, you know, you did some exercises as well to help rehab. Um, so I always was exposed to alternative healthcare. My mom always felt like food was medicine. And if you ate healthy food, um, that would, that was how you really, you know, made sure you had a healthy body. So, um, mm. so Dr. Yarwood helped me rehab my spondy and it did take Quite a bit of work. I did see him really frequently for a couple of years. So then when I went to 
you know, college, I always knew I'd be in the healthcare field somewhere. And um, my undergraduate degree, I studied biology and I have a minor in chemistry. And because I went to religious schools, I actually think, I I believe I earned a minor in pastoral ministries as well. Um, Just just because of all the religion uh, classes that we took. Yeah. So, um, so then I got involved. I met a group of doctors doing um, neurology research and brain mapping. And I worked with them for a couple of years doing brain mapping. Um, they were working on writing the code. This is, uh, let's see, in the 90s, uh, early 90s. Mm. They were working on writing the code at that point for the gamma knife, which wasn't used in surgery yet, right? As as frequently as it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked on this brain mapping um, project for about two years with a really amazing group of uh, neurologists and neurosurgeons and really explored like if I would go in that direction, maybe research, um, but always felt like I wanted to do something where I could really help people maximize their health potential. And really most mm. of what we were doing was dealing with very sick people and it was really sad. So I also then, when our research program was wrapping up, I, I started working for a chiropractor um, I just wanted to get exposed to what that looked like on a daily basis. I kind of already saw what the neuros were dealing with. Um, they had a lot of stress, a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking to deal with their anxiety because it was it it was pretty um, it was a pretty tense job. So the the docs yeah, were doing they were, that. They really dr- they really oh, drank yeah. a lot. They were okay. overweight. They were you know they were working themselves really into the ground. Like the one doctor that I worked wow. for. Um, He's out there somewhere, Dr. Akhtari. He was amazing. Um, but he would be in the lab sometimes for 16 hours when I'd get to work. And I'd be like, when did you last eat? You know, like, 16 yeah, just, hours. just wow. so dedicated. <laughs> like, just, it was just all yeah. about the numbers and crunching numbers and, you know, not a, not a healthy lifestyle. So I went and worked for a chiropractor and just loved the enthusiasm of his patients when they came in, how hmm. happy they were. And I was super nervous about going back to the, this group of neuros to tell them I had decided to go to chiropractic school, thinking that there'd be, you know, like, oh, why are you doing that? And they were actually so <laughs> supportive, so excited. Oh, wow, yeah, you're lucky. one neurosurgeon was especially like I, I love chiropractic. I send patients with, in his yeah. mindset, he, he thought of yeah. it as being great for patients with chronic pain. And they were really supportive. So I definitely felt like it was just the right fit for me. Um, and, um, because I had always had a chiropractor, it really didn't seem odd or I didn't think I was going into something that I considered alternative at all. It was just part of what, of course you need a chiropractor if you have a spine. (laughs) Right. 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 So now fast forward, you go to chiropractic school, you get out and you start to practice. Where, where did you, for you, where did it start to develop into where, you know, your products are, you know, with, with CBD, how did you, how did you get that into, into so, your practice? Cause it kind of seems, yeah, you know, foreign to sure. a lot of docs. So right? in California, luckily it's been legal for a long time and about 10 years right. ago, you could get a card, right? Like a medical card. So right. I right away mm-hmm. got a medical card. Um, I knew there had to be a better way to help people with pain, right? You can't just say, well, these drugs are bad and have no alternative for your patient, 
right? Right. So um, I will preface all of this by saying my biggest inspiration for these products and for helping not just my patients was a family member. My aunt had lupus for um, 35 years, and I really did watch not just the drugs that helped with the lupus affect her, because, you know, those, you don't have much of a choice, you're right. She took actually Plaquenil for probably 35 years. Yeah. Um, but also, my daughter's got to leave for work. Bye, sweetie. Um, <laughs> but also, um, watching her become an addicted to medicine for pain. And, mm. you know, we have this idea that a drug addict looks like somebody who's, you know, in the road scoring heroin. But for what I see in my experience with my own family member was somebody who legitimately had pain, who became an addict simply by taking it as prescribed and ultimately did tons of organ damage. Um, I'm sure you know that even for lupus Mm. or, you know, they're going to give you pain medication, but they always wind up giving them Xanax and other anti-anxiety meds as well. And Mm -hmm. it destroys your organs. It, you know, and, and, and how, and the place that I was in was trying to explain to other family members, you know, that her failing body wasn't any, it wasn't from the lupus. She never had progressive um, organ failure from the lupus. It was from the drugs and, you know, ruined her kidney. And they, they, they said Um, it was pretty obvious because she never had any scans that turned up any damage from lupus in her organs, Mm. but she did get kidney failure and um it put pressure on her heart eventually as well too so and uh, unfortunately that's a that's a common thing for a lot of people that they don't really realize and no one in the family when i would you know tell my mother like you know everybody wanted me to look at her stuff and look at her records and it was so hard to say you know at this point what she needs to do is get off these pills she's addicted you know, she's absolutely yeah. an addict. And that was, you know, a couple of, of honest doctors would at least confirm that. But again, what do you do if somebody has legitimate pain, right? You can't just say, well, you can't take these. Yeah. So same with my patients wanting, you know, as the opiate crisis started to become, and especially because my husband works in the pharmaceutical um, world, um, knowing that that the opiates were really on the way out, the the you know, the cat's out of the bag. We know that they're damaging. We know you can't take them for a lifetime. I mean, she really took those drugs for almost four years. And, um, what do you do for people? So I started going to the, the dispensaries and buying CBD for my patients. Um, and at least showing them like, these are things you can do that are, you know, in lieu of taking even just Advil and ibuprofen and the amount of of that stuff I used every month for cramps and for my period. And, and just knowing that you can't take that stuff once a month over a lifetime and pretend it's not chronic use. That is chronic use. Right. And we know it's not good. Mm -hmm. There's nothing helpful about, you know, taxing your liver to process all of this stuff. You know, I mean, so, so I not only started using it for myself, but then at least, you know, I kind of had like a laundry list of herbs and things. Like if somebody came in in acute pain, you know, there's herbs that come to mind. Right. And so I would wind up like, okay, you need to go to this dispensary and get CBD and get magnesium and get willow's bark. And I had like all of these things depending on what they were presenting with. 
And for a lot of patients, that was great. For some of them, it's overwhelming to get a list of, of you know, uh, supplements to take. And I never really carried them in my office because I didn't want to seem like I was pushing a product yeah. plus making yeah. sure it's clean, making sure where's the bottle coming from. You know, I just didn't want to have to back a product that I didn't really understand where it's, where it's being made right. to. So, um, you know, then a couple of years, more years go by and I'm like, okay, some patients are telling me it's super cost prohibitive too, to go to mothers and have 10 herbs you got to buy mate, You come out of there, that's 200 bucks, yeah. you know, and, and it's yeah. not sustainable for a lot of people, right? Especially if you're trying to compete with something as cheap as Advil, right? To convince right. them now to go spend, you know, a hundred, two hundred dollars on on stuff they're going to have to rebuy monthly was hard to do. So, yeah. when the laws started changing, and I, I really started working on these products before it was legal federally, which is a gamble, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there was a huge chance yeah. I would never sure. be able to sell it anywhere but in my office. And again, was I going to get arrested? I don't want to wind up in handcuffs on the news, right. like you know, just for something that's an herb. But I started hearing from some, um, some friends that the laws were starting to come around and that probably the farm bill was going to pass. Right. So knowing yeah. that that was on the horizon, I figured I'm just going to go for it and hopefully the laws will catch up. So what I did was I took my list of herbs and I really thought of all the things that I deal with. Right. I get, I've gotten headaches. I've had things that just needed daily maintenance, right? Healing. I've got cramps every month and, and I do get pretty grumpy, grouchy um, and something for sleep, right? My big one really is trying to get people not to use Xanax. I really just think it's mm. so addictive. It's such poison and they hand it out in Orange County. Like, <laughs> like everybody should oh, have yeah. it in your purse. And I, that frightens me. So really having like alternatives for patients that worked in all the different things that I see and that I need for myself. So wanting a topical and then a women's product for, you know, regulating that system. So I took my ideas then to a, first I had to find a company that would really source the hemp. And then working with chemical right. engineers, just because I have a bunch of lists doesn't mean it's even real. Like, how do you get this stuff into the body? How do you make sure it's bioavailable? Um, and how, what can you combine? You know, like. So let, let's, let's actually talk about, because I know a lot of people that's going to be listening to this. A lot of people uh, you know, on social media are going to ask this sure. one question. And because this is the one question I always get about CBD is, you know, if I take mm -hmm. CBD, Am I going to get high or am I going to test positive on right. a drug test if my employer requires gotcha. that? So the, the difference what, between what you smoke and CBD, right, is the plant. One's a cannabis plant right. that has the higher THC in it, right? One has a hemp plant. Uh, that's where we get the mm -hmm. higher CBD from. Now, that goes into the question of full spectrum, right? And why does it need right. to be full spectrum, which includes THC, right? So yeah. 
THC being the psychoactive part of the cannabis plant. So it's a real low level in the hemp plant, but you want it in there because it's really one, THC is really one of the five major cannabinoids present in the plant. So if you extract that, it's no longer a pure, you'll see pure isolate. That's that's not pure if they've tampered with it. And it will affect the way that it binds to the receptors. You've got, you know, the CB1 and CB2 receptors and THC interacts with those. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that the product has 0.03% is the federal legal limit to say it's not psychoactive, right? You're not going to get high from it. But then we've got this other thing. Okay, well, you're, let's say you're, you work for Raytheon or you work for the government. They might have rules about CBD that are, they don't, they don't, they're not going to differentiate on a test. The test might pick up um, both. That is not, I haven't had that happen with anyone. I do have people that work um, for the government and some, some police officers and things like that. Um, But Again, I can't prove, you know, if somebody did turn up positive, they'd have to prove that they weren't, you know, smoking pot all day too. Um, but it, it's, it's, that's the, and how you determine that you've got a product is that product should have lab values readily available mm. on their website. Yeah, because I mean, nowadays you can buy CBD, I see CBD products. Like right, so you right? really want to make sure that the company has taken the time to pay for lab testing to yeah. verify, first of all, that there's any CBD even in it. Dr. Oz did a special yeah. where he tested, <laughs> right? Important he did part, that right? special where he tested a bunch <laughs> yeah. of CBD products and like 80% of them had zero CBD in them. So why you want to look for the lab values, you mm. want to make sure, first of all, it has that 0.0103, pardon me, uh, percent THC, and that it also contains CBD. So if you go on my website, that's one of the big tabs across the front is I want people to look at those lab tests. That's something people should get yeah. used to doing. You want that there. Any company should have that. Yeah. So I, I looked at you guys, you know, your website and you guys uh, contracted out a yes. third party, right? Yeah. To do, to do uh, all the lab values. And I love that. I mean, you get, you provide all of the lab work showing what you just talked about. And also the yes. cleanliness. I think that's really right? making important. sure that, it, yeah, right. You, I, yeah, you know, you don't want to be putting in stuff and <laughs> getting toxins at the yeah. same time, right? Um, and, and that's the one big issue that we face in the marketplace is we see so many right. of these products because everybody's jumping on the CBD sure. bandwagon. Everybody knows the benefits, obviously. Everybody's heard mm. about the benefits, but the problem is, well, which right. ones and how do I go about choosing yeah. one, right? And that's what I love about what you guys, you know, you're doing is providing the the science behind that and also the proof of the cl- right. uh, of the cleanliness and efficacy. So, so you know, I, I found the the company that gets the hemp. This is an important, I think, um, part to differentiate our hemp too. Is that this hmm. company EcoScience? They're the ones who are getting this clean hemp. It's not even coming from the U.S. It's coming from the Netherlands because they've grown hemp for thousands of years and pesticides are illegal to use. Not like in America where it's very self-regulated. Here you can call a product organic. 
if it's not sprayed three days before, you can have aerial spraying going around right, all around right. you. And again, for someone like my aunt, those toxins hmm. are going to be terrible for her system or anybody really, yeah. but somebody that's got like a neurologic issue, my patients with MS or other things that I might not be treating, but they still have. I really wanted to make sure that this was the cleanest hemp I could get a hold of. And I do think that actually makes a huge difference when I hear people say, I've tried CBD before and it didn't work. And then they try it. And it's because this is super clean and it's full spectrum. It's also CO2 extracted, which is the gold standard, right? Anything heat extracted is going to destroy some of the other things in hemp, which are, you know, hemp not only has these cannabinoids, but it has important terpenes. It has omega-3, 6, um, amino acids. You want all of that in there. You don't want any of that destroyed because part of that disrupts what we call the entourage effect, right, of the uptake of CBD. Mm -hmm. So you want all of those things in it. So I do think that that matters a lot. I also think it matters what you put the product in. If you've got a crappy bottle from China that's maybe got contaminants in it, how long till that gets in your product? You're putting that in your mouth. And again, I'm thinking of patients that are very sensitive, right? to all yeah. kinds of chemicals and toxins. So my bottles are also from the U.S. too. Ah, see, that's what a lot of people don't even realize as well, right? right? They're just looking at the right. stuff in the bottle, not the containers. Yeah, I really wanted to just do it, 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 everything I would do if it was humanly possible. And then hopefully it would come out where people could still afford it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a real big issue, especially with CBD products, because you see you see a lot of them on the market that are well upwards into $150 to $200. I just feel like that's too cost prohibitive uh, to really get people on board. Again, like I said, because you're competing against over-the-counter drugs maybe that are very inexpensive. Right. So I really wanted to make sure that it was um, you know, relatively affordable for whoever really needs it. That's important to me. Yeah. So when uh, when I got mm-hmm. the box and I opened it up, um, first thing you know, I'm looking through it, and my uh-huh. wife comes in and she's looking at it and she she goes, "What do you got?" And I told her, "Oh, I got you know like a new CBD product. We're gonna be trying out, testing it out, and um, you know, there's there's all right. the different ones, right? You got the pain, you got the calm, um, and then she looked at the one specifically Women. said yeah. women's, right? And my wife goes through. Uh, women mm-hmm. issues on a monthly basis. And um, so she's like, Hey, this is a great time. I got, you know, some, uh, she was going through like, she gets like eye pain oh, wow, and yeah. migraines and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right around her period. So I was like, Hey, yeah, let's put it to the test. She took it and like immediately, like we're talking within that day, it was Amazing. for her gone, you know? And she told, she told me to say that uh, oh, that's this great. Morning. She reminded me again <laughs> this morning because I told her we're going to be on, on the podcast right. and all that kind of stuff. So she said, yeah. And that was, I think that was the only one that only CBD product that she ever tried or was ever willing to try um, just because it was focused yeah. around. Oh, that's so women. great. I'm yeah. so glad it helped her. It is really, yeah, and, I and, would tell her too, that just for my own experience, having really just pretty nasty cycles, yeah. it's changed my cycle over yeah. time. And really made it 
yeah, so much better. And I never, I really did not expect that. I thought it would be more like, yeah, and you know, yeah. I mean, I I talk with patients a lot about the, you know, and the and the endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system and how it regulates, you know, the right. entire body and, and the importance and how within the healthcare system, even within the the natural healthcare system, that's often is, overlooked, yeah. right? We look towards all these other designer supplements and all this kind of stuff, but it, it, CBD hemp in and of itself has always had this negative right. stigma, yeah, right, towards it, and and I guess now things are changing. Uh, it's becoming a little bit yeah. more regulated, but what do you still find to be some of the hurdles for a lot of people um, of wanting to get started by using CBD? So, I mean, I think a lot of the hurdles are kind of what you mentioned is people are worried they're going to get high. They're going to, you know, not be able to yeah. pass a drug test, even though I don't know how many people really get drug tested for their job, but they're, they're <laughs> It's got to be a pretty low percentage, but um, they're worried about that primarily. And what's been really interesting in my practice, though, is it tends to be my older patients who are like, they don't care as much. And I I thought it would be the other way around. Like my older ladies and older gentlemen would be like, I don't want to get high. They're actually way more open to it. But one of the things I did to combat that fear was do the two topicals. So, and I feel like people are Mm. so much more willing and actually topically, you can get a ton more um, herbs and things absorbed. So my topical formulas actually have more like 22 extracts in them, which is pretty exciting. So I I really feel like that's what I've done to sort of help people. I go, listen, try this pain lotion. And if you like how it works, just remember, we can put that on the inside of you. And that will also, you know, help. And it, and I kind of ease, ease them into it that way. But I think that's the biggest hurdle is uh-huh. they're worried that they're going to get high. And then the other group of people is worried that it won't work at all because they've maybe tried other products that didn't work. And I have had patients who spent quite a bit of money on products. And I always tell them, just bring them in. Um, I'll look at them because now, and I can, we can go over some things people should look at to tell whether you've got really like a good product or a crap product or the way it's labeled can be really misleading as well. So that's my other hurdle is that people just think, oh, I tried that already and it doesn't work. And it's like, they got a probably a really low quality product. Yeah. That it's everywhere. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Um, I get hit up all the time with with all that stuff and and like everything um that that people send to me before i'm even going to talk about it to my patients and you know people that are following me on instagram right. and twitter and all that kind of stuff is i'm going to use sure. it myself so i got the box my wife u- utilized it she got her thing you know she got her results and all that um i jumped straight towards the topical you know uh, being you know, outside of what, what I do, I also coach oh, okay. baseball and there's a part, there's a part of me that still thinks that I'm 16, <laughs> 18 years old. And, you know, and, and some of the, some of the times right. I'm going full force and at the end of the day, my body reminds me, Hey, you're not 16, 18 years old. So I, I had, um, I think it was, I think it was a bicep mm-hmm. pain that one day. So I start with the topical and, um, utilize that. And I, I think it was within three to four hours that the throbbing nice. went away. That was, I was like, okay, you know, I, that's how I knew because I, 
we've used CBD yeah. in the past, like old school, like right. what you were talking about, where I had people that made sure. their own salves and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I know like if, if it's going to, if it's going to uh, be effective, it's going to work pretty, pretty instantaneously. So that was my first one. And then that night I ended up using, um, I think it was it's called uh -huh. the calm. Yeah. Is that the calm? Yeah. And, um, I, I track my sleep every night and that was like one of the nights where I got a little bit over eight hours of continuous, nice. continuous sleep. And that's pretty phenomenal uh -huh. for me. Um, you know, I'm usually averaging at about six and a half, seven hours and I was Great. able to you know, get more and get, get into REM. So for me, I, you know, outside of looking at the labs and all the kind of stuff, I, you, I use sure. my own body as my laboratory and that results and all that kind of stuff. So for you, what, what do you guys find as your, like your best selling product? I, I would say it's the calm by far. I had no idea when I yeah. first you know, I knew I needed to do like an anti-anxiety sleep aid somewhere in there. And the, I had no idea yeah. how pervasive that really is. Either anxiousness or the inability to sleep is every, yeah. I, I feel like it's just everyone, you know, that, that get. And so I really feel like that one has been so great to either get people to back off of a sleep aid that's prescription or back off a little bit or replace an anti-anxiety type of med because you can feel it calming your system down if you take even just smaller dose than you needed to to sleep. And then you can go, okay, I need a little more or like, I'll take it because I get terrible anxiety before I go to the dentist, you know? So just being able to take something like that and then yeah. it helps with the dental work tremendously. Oh my gosh, afterwards. Um, but, you know, I think that's been the biggest one. And I really, really didn't realize, I don't think, um, how many people really experience both of those things in their daily life. Yeah. But sleep, sleep is huge. People aren't getting any sleep. That, especially nowadays with the amount of uh, artificial lights that we're being exposed to and throwing off our circadian right. rhythms, not enough sunlight, all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's rampant in our society. I mean, you see so many people on sleep medications yeah. um, and, and some of those sleep medications doesn't even make, I know. make a dent in their sleep, yeah. you know. And that does, oh, that does, man. you know, it is, it does terrify me for my patients just because I have that family experience watching someone get addicted to the Xanax. And, you know, if you've ever taken one, you yeah. just feel like a zombie. I mean, it's really a terrible feeling. So I wanted something that you could take that and wake up and not feel any of that like residual too. Yeah. What are the most common things that you're finding people diving into CBD for? Like, why would they even start taking CBD? Um, I think a lot of people do want to take it um, for pain, you know, and I do think a lot of, uh, you know, obviously we see neuromusculoskeletal injuries and that I think yeah. that's the huge market where people do um, associate CBD with an injury and maybe inflammation if they know about, you know, how joints, why joints hurt and what arthritis is. So I do get a, a lot of people that are interested in it for that reason. Yeah. Just, mm. and chronic, you know, what, more chronic pain. Are, like I have arthritis yeah. or I've got, you know, and it, it does tend to be more like people that are 
that are, have a chronic condition. I feel like people don't associate it as much with an acute condition, which they should, but definitely they get it like, okay, I've got this thing that's happening all the time. What can I do? And for some, I know some are going to ask or thinking this question is, um, one, is it safe to use for pregnant women, nursing moms, and what about babies, so, infants? You know, toddlers? these are all areas that I can't really comment on definitively right. because the research yeah. isn't there. I don't think anyone, there's been any yeah. good research. Um, so when my patients ask me, I tell them that, listen, there hasn't been a ton of research. Yeah. Um, I the, There has been some research in autistic kids and there is an actual um, prescription strength CBD that's an injectable for seizures. It's called Epidiolex. Um, yep. But I, and then they go, well, would you give it to your kids? Right. That's always what they want to know. And that's, I do, right. I would, I would way rather. So I have a 13 year old and a 17 year old. They both have their own set of every, like the roll on for sure. My son, mm. you know, plays sports and all that. And so does my daughter. Um, so they, and my daughter gets cramps. So she really likes the women's formula and the pain formula she uses as well. If she gets really severe cramps. Um, and you know, I always tell people, listen, if you'd give your kid an Advil, then this is, this is very safe, you know, but I can't, I I do always tell the parent, listen, this is going to have to be on you to do a little bit of research and you have to do what you're comfortable with because I can't. I can't really say without, without good research. And, um, you know, I, tr- I try and stay in my lane in that way too. Yeah. 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 But I do let my children use now, it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> what should people be looking for, you know, when, when diving into CBD, what are, what are some of the criteria? So the recommend? first thing I would say is you, you want to make sure it says full spectrum. That is super important. In isolate, you're wasting your money. And so to look for words that are deceiving, like pure, mm. um, natural, isolate, um, suspiciously yeah. high milligrams is the other one that I tell people, listen, if it says it's got 100,000 milligrams in it, and it's there's no way CBD is the cost um, is the most expensive of all the herbs in my formula. I know how much it costs and you'll see a product that says it's got all these milligrams or if it says it's water soluble, it's an isolate. So it it Mm. can't go in water. Only an isolate is dissolvable. And then I tell people, make sure that you can, you know, if you get, a bottle that you're you can actually look at it let's see if yeah let's see if i can find a full one here it should be a clear fluid it should have no contaminants in it so it shouldn't be cloudy mm. if it's cl- if it's cloudy okay. it might have something flavoring in it or they're hiding something they're hiding that it's not clear. Yeah. Might you should look. Does it have you know? Is there stuff floating around in there? It should be yellow or amber. If it's clear, you've got an isolate mm. again, and it shouldn't have flavoring. Okay. You don't want it to taste like 
fruit punch or candy. That's you want it to taste like what it is. What is the, yeah. What does the flavoring do? I usually feel like they're masking like if, they, if they do add a, it. a crappy product. Uh, and okay. especially with, with gotcha. any, when you look at some, like I had a patient that paid really a lot of money for one. And the minute I drew it up, it was cloudy and gross. I'm like, they're masking something. So really to, you know, to look at it. And then I would tell, yeah. you know, a patient next thing, go on that website. If they don't have lab values for you, pass. They've yeah. got to have done that. You've got to do your due diligence. It's, it's expensive to get lab testing, but if you're putting out a product, I think that should be part of what you, you do ethically to make sure that people know what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what are, let's actually just kind of walk through some of the, um, some of the products okay. in your product line. So you, we talked about yes. calm, um, the women's one. What else, what so else do you, I did what else do you guys a t-shirt for pain and this has all of the, th the other herbs in it that I would have told, you know, written on my little pad, right? Willow's bark, turmeric, uh, so, and that's the interesting thing too, that I, you just popped into uh -huh. my mind again, that a lot of the other CBD products are just right. CBD. And, and, you know, I know, and I noticed in yours that there's, it, it, you know, you have other herbs yeah. in there. Right. And that's, that for me, I think that was one of the first ones that I've seen to have all that extra I stuff just, in there. Like you were saying that your patients would come out right, of mothers like, with a $200. Yeah. Bill, right? And I just knew that CBD alone is amazing. But you could add these yeah. other things and really drive the effect, right? Like what? So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, pain. What am I trying to do, right? I'm trying to reduce inflammation, yeah. calm the system down, right? So the other herbs are again driving that effect. And um, so the pain one, I think, is just the most straightforward of all the herbs that are in there too. They're pretty straightforward. People recognize, oh, okay, turmeric's an yeah. anti-inflammatory. Like I get that, right? Yeah. Um, so I do, I do love this formula, the peppermint in this one too, peppermint. Uh, so the flavoring is kind of nice because of the peppermint, um, in this one and orange oil, right. Increased blood flow. All of, mm. yeah. yeah. So then I wanted to do a formula again, thinking about someone like my aunt who should have had it every day in her system, but maybe she didn't have pain. Right. So you don't want to take you don't, if right. you don't need Willow's bark and, and all of that. Right. So what would I take, what would I make for somebody who just needed a daily dose to regulate that ECS system? Right. And make sure that those receptors mm -hmm. are bound. So the heel is the product that I did f with that in mind. And, and also oh, taking somebody from an acute pain situation to now healing the injury. Right. So what would I put in, mm, yeah. in a formula that needed more of that healing? Well, you might be healing. You need some Arnica. You've got, you need collagen. Yeah. You need yeah. vitamins, right? You need B vitamins. You've got grapeseed. Again, all things that are going to aid in oxygenation, increasing blood flow to something that's trying to heal. But that this one wouldn't have necessarily mm. like willow's bark in it to target pain. Right. But just like yeah. a good daily dose to make sure that that systems and right now, what are we doing right now to maintain a healthy immune system? This would be the product. I would say, listen, if you're just wanting to keep your immune system and we've got yeah. all those receptors in the immune system for CBD, right. All over the, the white yeah. cells, 
So super important. So when so when people are mm-hmm. taking that, what's like the recommended dosage? Are they doing it drops, dropper so fulls? So all of my formulas are um, dosed so that you're getting an effective dose with ten drops. Okay. So I and this is why I really think CBD products need to be with a doctor. I do. I think it's so much more meaningful and you can really help your patients get yeah. to this proper dose. So I tell my patients, you start with the, t- the 10 drop sublingual and you go up from there because the research definitely suggests that if you just give your body way too much, you're also not going to get the proper effect and you're wasting your money. It's expensive. You know, even yeah. at $69 for a tincture, you don't want to waste it if it'll if you don't need to, right? If you're going to get an effective dose, at, mm. but I do feel like some people really need ten drops is great. I've had people who five drops is great, but but working with you know maybe their 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 practitioner who can tell them okay yeah no now go up or take the pain during the day, but you also want to dose at night. Um, yeah. So that I, so really helping my patients determine what the proper dose is for them. And that's super individual, kind of like all the things, right? Like even what we do, you can't give one exercise. It's going to be amazing for everybody, right? Within reason right. you can, yeah. okay, this will be great, but you have to modify things for that person's system and, and their body and how they react to things. My mom is super, because she's, you know, never takes anything. She's super sensitive. So I can give her like five drops and she's like, Oh my gosh, that's enough. <laughs> So, yeah, so oh, wow. it really depends on the person's system. I do think a more toxic mm. system, they definitely usually need a little bit more and somebody who's really clean. So do you find that that a lot of people say, you know, like you're saying, if they do have a toxic mm-hmm. system, do you find that they're reactive when they take any of, any of your products? <sighs> I haven't found that to be the case. I, the only times I've seen people be like hyper reactive, those tended to be, um, in patients that were that way with every medicine. Yeah. Right. So no, the toxic people, I feel like they really need to probably clean everything up before they would really get to their proper dose and really be able to feel the effects of it. But part of this is helping people get rid of some of that crap, right? Like give them some control and give them some good alternatives so that they don't just deviate Mm. and go back to that pattern, right? I'm just going to take my sleep aid. Where's my Advil? Um, You know, the amount of people that take Advil, Aleve, Tylenol, just to, just to function or just, you know, I take it every day before I golf or like, what are you doing? That's nuts. Or people that have been told that's okay. That's, that's too much. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last question hmm. for you. Where do you kind of see, I guess, the marketplace, uh, you know, CBD in general, where do you see that going? Well, actually, interestingly enough, I think that um, the situation, right, that we're all finding ourselves in right now with this pandemic is really cleaning up the marketplace. Um, a lot of these um, low quality products um, and I want to say too, if I say something's from China and I think that that's not a good thing, I, I mean, because of their production standards it has nothing to do with the Chinese people. Right. I have a lot of friends in China and they're amazing and they're doing amazing right. stuff. So, you know, different Chinese governments, one thing, the people are 
not to blame for any of that any more than we are for yeah. anything our government does, right? Right. So there's a lot of products on the market right now that are from China that somebody probably went on the computer, make, you can make the label and everything and have a product to call your yeah. own in like four weeks. So it's really cleaned right. up a ton of that. And then just, again, people who are producing product to make, you know, I'm not driven by revenue. This is a, this is a passion project for me. And I've been in practice for 20 years. So this was something I could add to do for my patients, but it's not something that I'm like, I got to make a gazillion dollars or I'm, you know, it's going to fold. So I, I feel like it's cleaned up a lot of the, um, the greed because because it's all everything's shut down. You can't get anything shipped. You can't get, you know, it's it's really slowed down. What I think is a lot of counterfeit, uh, crappy products, and I'm seeing those companies sort of disappear, which is awesome. Wow. Um, in the future, yeah. In, in the future, I hope what all of it. I hope to just get people educated so that they can, you know really know when they buy a product that it is a quality product and yeah. quit supporting financially any products that aren't. And that will do it too. That'll clean up the marketplace. Yeah. Cool. And I think Very the pharmaceutical cool. industry is happy with their epidiolex. I don't see them going in that direction yeah. at all because they've already got a great market for pain control and people still really love all those drugs. So, yeah. Well, I, I lied about oh, okay. the last question. This this would be my <laughs> last question. Jumping off of that, um, you know, your husband being in, in, in the pharmaceutical yes. industry, and there's a lot of people that that say out there that hey, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is out there to kind of just uh, you know crush the CBD industry because it's infringing. Right. What's your thoughts um, on that? So my husband is um, uh, treats specialty diseases. So his his take is all specialty drugs. And I'm um, very yep. sick, sick people, right? Like HIV, MS, cancer, he does all that stuff. And one of the things, you know, when we, people always ask me, oh, did your husband help you with these formulas? Well, he didn't need to, um, but, <laughs> but of course I asked him all kinds of questions about what he thinks. And he has said to me so many times, I just don't see a better anti-inflammatory on the market, mm -hmm. pharmaceutical or not. He really thinks, and he doesn't see them. I think it's too late. I mean, I think they lost it already. It's out. You know what I mean? The pharmaceutical yeah. industry yeah. lost control of it a long time ago. And I think they might come out with more um, drugs like Epidiolex, but I don't think they're feeling any true pressure from CBD. Again, maybe Tylenol, Advil, yeah. those kinds of drugs. But people that need and like taking pharmaceutical drugs, there'll they'll never be a shortage of that. So I don't think they're feeling any pressure mm. at all. And in fact, yeah, in there fact, I, I've had lots of people <laughs> just be, and, and my husband especially, be super encouraging that this is, you know, this is the way to go for, for what we do and the type of patients we see and, and our take on how to help people get healthy. This is, this is a really great thing. So we definitely learned a lot. We covered a lot of topic on today's podcast around the subject of CBD. Uh, I know we didn't answer every single question, obviously. Uh, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to reach out. DM me on Instagram at uh, Triple Play Doc. 
uh, or send me an email, drmikeokouchi at icloud.com. Uh, I do have a discount code for you if you want to give her products a try. So you can go to Dr. Monaco, spell out the entire word, D-O-C-T-O-R, Monaco, M-O-N-A-C-O dot com. You can check out their products and then use a discount code TRIPLEPLAYDOC. You get 10% off your order. I like Calm. That's one I used. And Heal. Um, they also have a whole bunch of other different types of tinctures and combinations. Uh, I, I also use the Pain um, Topical CBD one. Um, for those of you who follow me on, on Instagram, uh, recently pulled my hamstring. Yeah, pulled my hamstring. Go figure. And first thing I thought was, well, let's put all the tools to the test. So utilize a bunch of the things that I have. And uh, one of them was the topical CBD and definitely helped me to heal faster. And I'm back out. I can run and sprint again and all that kind of stuff. So Anyhow, go to drmonaco.com. You can check out all of her products, um, free shipping on all orders, and use the code TRIPLEPLAYDOC for 10% off your order. All right. Thank you guys for listening this far. Stay tuned for the next episode we bring it to you. And until the next time that you are listening or if you are connected with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, be well and aloha. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a five-star review. Connect with me on Instagram at Triple Play Doc. Stay tuned for more episodes. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the entire world. Till the next episode, be well and aloha.